0: The Huntley Baptist Church Podcast We hope that this message Can be an encouragement to you today Please feel free to contact us At huntleybaptist At nz Or visit us at huntleybaptist.com And I'll just uh, pray and thank God For the uh, elements that we've just taken Lord, we just really do give you All the praise and all the glory For your blood and for your for your life given shed for us amen Ruth 1 verse 16 says but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you where you go I will go and where you stay I will stay your people will be my people and your god my god where you die I will die and there I will be buried. Well this must be one of the most you know memorable verses in scripture what a moment what a decision of a young woman to make what a decision to make but what a blessing for the generations that followed this roadside conversion and I have to confess, uh, there were moments on our travels in the South Island that uh, I thought, "Ooh, I could live here, <laughs> this is so cool, the grass was greener, the air was fresher, the pace was slower, people were more tolerant and friendly, <laughs> there weren't many people on the roads and they were smoother, <laughs> the rivers were spectacular cascading over rocks and Anna's saying amen and the mountains were higher (laughs) but Jenny was not so sure. (laughs) She was not quite so sure unless every grandchild came (laughs) too along with their parents of course. (laughs) We love them but we don't want to raise them. You know one of the best bits of advice uh, we've been given lately is uh, love your grandchildren, but don't try to parent them. And I thought that was really good good advice. One of the best bits, yeah, bits of life is I think that uh, family connection with grandchildren, it's just awesome. Despite um, the temptation to to relocate though, down south, it would be absolutely massive. What a decision to do what Ruth did. What a decision to just leave it all. And as I've meditated on the story of Ruth, I've come to appreciate just how huge a decision it was for her just to leave the familiar, to leave, you know, friends, community, culture, idols, but most of all her family. It's just struck me as I've looked into this. Hey, but before we unpack this amazing story of Ruth, of loyalty, of choices and community, you might be thinking, well, we were just in Judges and suddenly we're in the book of Ruth. Well, firstly, can I just say thanks to all those who preached while we were away. Uh, Yeah, We were just blown away by some of the incredible insights and uh, teaching that you brought out of the various characters in the book of Judges. We were blown away. So thank you, and if you do want to hear those, they're on the podcast on our church website. So well done for covering that. The point was made that in Judges we see Israel repeating the same old mistakes time and time again. You know, seven times in fact it says and Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, in the King James Version. And and in the NIV, it says, again, the people of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And I just want to bring your attention to that word, those words, and, and again. Those words, and, and again, really speak of a cycle of behavior. They just kept Falling back, falling back. It was a cycle. For them, history was just like a round and a roundabout, going round and roundabout. We used to do that when we were young, but uh, sort of grown out of that. But, you know, we really see what was happening in the book of Judges. We really see that mirrored in people today, don't we? That do not know God. We get up, we go to work, we come home, we watch TV, we go to bed, we get up, we go to work. We eat, we eat, we watch TV, we go to bed. You know, where's, the, where's that purpose? Where's that purpose in living? You know, and so during this pandemic too, we've seen that a lot of people have got an opinion and a lot of people have become experts. And also it's sort of like a lot of things have just gone round and round, haven't they, with not many answers. And we've done what's right in our own eyes, which is the very last words of the book of Judges and what mountains do you go round and around in your life because we all have have them and i love one oh sorry i love deuteronomy chapter 2 sorry verse 3 and it says you've gone around this mountain long enough now turn north and i think that's just an excellent message for us when we look at the book of book of judges And we look at our own lives, you've been going around this mountain long enough, now head north. Yeah. And it's time, I believe, for a change of direction. We need a change of direction. Unlike Judges, the book of Ruth is actually a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's a lovely story, it's refreshing after. The book of Judges with wars and flawed leaders and betrayal and even offensive deliveries in Judges 19.29, if you want to check that one out. It's pretty yuck. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff in that book. And we, we sometimes gloss over the bad, but that was the result of sin, of falling away from God. Instead of the cycle of sin producing misery, we see Ruth fulfilling the purposes of God. Her good choices, her obedience and her honour brought the favour of God on her life and blessed many others. But rather than it being just a feel-good love story, my hope this morning is that it would challenge us all regarding our loyalties, our passions, our values and our choices. The book of Ruth has direction it has an end, it is linear, whereas in Judges we saw the people going round and round, they sinned, they needed a leader, they got a new leader, they did good for a while, and then they forgot God and stuff went bad again. So the story of Ruth begins with a man named Elimelech, his wife Naomi and their two sons Malon and Chilean leaving their hometown of Bethlehem and they embark on a fairly dangerous mission to escape famine in Israel. It was a tough call to make. You know, there were no BP Connect coffees and muffins along the way. And there was no furniture truck going on ahead with all their stuff. Basically, everything they owned had to be carried on their backs. It literally was a life and death choice. But was it done in faith? The Bible doesn't tell us. The Word doesn't tell us about that. But some commentaries would say that, you know, they had so much trouble because they hadn't prayed about whether to go. When things get tough, they just went. You know, maybe there's a lesson in there. But I believe there was an element of faith. They felt there's something better. And they went. And although Moab was only perhaps 50 kilometres as a crow flies from Bethlehem, it was mountainous and the trip was not straightforward. You know, what made it difficult was the Dead Sea. They had to go up and around it. And there was obviously huge mountains and passes through the mountains. And we saw a few of those in the South Island. And it made east-west travel very difficult. They risked it. They risked all, but they, they made it. But then once there, sadly, Elimelech died before the boys found wives from Moab. But once they did, Naomi loved her daughter-in-laws, Opa Opa and Ruth, as, as if they were her own. And the family became settled for a few years. But suddenly tragedy struck again as Naomi's only hope for survival was dashed yet again both sons die. For a widow in any country in that time, this was tragedy. The man would be their livelihood, their protection. Heartbroken, empty and hopeless, Naomi decides she's going to head home. Again, hey, this would be, this would be an absolute faith step. And um, for some, just losing those three closest men in her life would be a faith killer. And so we we can't really really judge Naomi here because she was just absolutely at the bottom looking up. You know, human suffering is just one of those life's greatest challenges, isn't it? Why, Lord? It's a very human response. And as and as ministers of the gospel, we really have to dig deep and ask You know, ask the Lord for wisdom in answering this question, why, Lord? But what happens next gives us a glimpse of God bringing good out of bad, I believe. You know, Naomi was bitter, the Bible says. She even asked to be called by a different name, Mara, which meant, you know, bitter. And out of all of that, the girls still want to go with this woman who's self-confessed got a bitterness issue. And these two girls they just start out on the road and you know suffering had 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 it taken its toll on Naomi but they still wanted what little faith she still had isn't that awesome? God can bring good out of bad. You know, even if they weren't meant to be in Moab, even if they'd gone without prayer and without faith, they were there now and God still had a plan. I hope that's encouraging to you this morning. These girls were pretty amazing girls, because they both looked pretty keen to, to go all the way. But as we know, it didn't quite work out that way. And I just want to mention that, you know, as we read on, we see that wanting change. And being prepared to pay the price are actually two different things. Sometimes people want change, but when you give them some advice, oh, no. You know, the price of that change can be too high for some people. Nicodemus and the rich young ruler both found Jesus credible and spiritually irresistible. But when it came to the cost of following him, they both fell short. To follow after Jesus is a decision and a response of our will to his call. It's not a feel-good emotion. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. But the true test is what steps we take after that choice. See, Orpah realized the price was too high for her. The journey ahead, was too tough and she'd said she was all in but the difference was Ruth clung to Naomi and I just love that that those few words but Ruth clung to Naomi she was all in and her next few steps proved it no matter how tough the journey would be she was willing to get to her promised land Or die trying. So let's turn and read Ruth 1, verse 7 to 10, if you've got your Bibles. And we'll read some of the story which you've already heard. So she departed from the place where she was, and her two daughter in laws with her, and they went on the way to return. To the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughter in laws, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of the, of your husband, or her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. See, both were convicted. Both had the heart to go. And then they said to her, No, but we will surely return to you with, uh, with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? We've read on past where I was going to. That's fine. Verse 14 And they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother in law, but Ruth clung to her. I think that's awesome. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. and Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Awesome, eh? I'll read one more verse. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. <laughs> she was probably chaffed. <laughs> Quit while you're here. <laughs> when we're determined to follow Christ, you know, the whole angelic realm, notice something happens in the spiritual world. When we switch sides and our citizenship is transferred into God's kingdom, we go from darkness to light. This happened in this moment on the roadside. And I'm not saying that Orpah wasn't saved, but she respectfully chose to turn back. By what she said, I believe Naomi Naomi may well have blessed, you know, both girls if they'd turned back. Their loyalty up to that point was genuine. And there was no shame in staying, but when Ruth clung to Naomi, it formed a bond that words just couldn't express. Going on with Naomi was Ruth's true God moment, I believe. She truly loved her and from her heart, from the heart and her words uh, and actions, they all backed it up, you know. She was all in. She clung to Naomi. She was in. Boots and all we would call it nowadays. From that moment on, I believe she had the favor of God on her life. I just want to explain a little bit about the difference between being loved by God and having the favor of God. You see, even if we're the only human on earth, we would be loved by God. Enough for him to send his own son as saviour. As we heard this morning, as Ernie shared this morning, he would have come for one. And when we receive that gift, that's salvation. That's mind-blowing. And our response should be praise forevermore, as we sung earlier. Your praise will ever be on my lips. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. It costs us just our response. But the favor of God is something we grow into through faithful obedience and hunger for his word, spoken and written. See, Ruth proved faithful in pursuing the purposes of God and she came through with flying colors. See, unlike the people of Israel that did evil in the sight of God and they kind of did, gave a bit of half-hearted worship, uh, then they'd cycle round again. Ruth clung to Naomi. She was she embraced her God. She embraced her people, and she embraced her faith. Was she perfect? No, but was she wholehearted and hungry for God? Yes. Are we? I believe God is saying to us today: Get hungry for Me. Get hungry. Get hungry for my word. Come back to your first love, and I will pour out my favor on you. We read in Luke 2.52 that Jesus grew in favor with God and with men. Jesus, the Son of God, grew in favor with God. Wasn't Jesus the image of his Father? God, yes. But he still needed to grow in favor through daily spending. He'd go to the rocks and the mountains and have time with his father. He, would, he won every test against the enemy. He overcome the enemy's temptations. He gave thanks for every miracle that God did through him. He grew in favor. We're going to hear part two of Ruth next week. But what an amazing journey for this young woman from Moab. Her desire for truth meant leaving everything. And God wants us to enjoy community free of our old ways, but he wants diversity. I just want to say a little bit about this community that she's left, this what she's left and what she's going to. See, Ruth is living proof uh, of that becoming an important part of the mega biblical narrative. And we'll hear more about that next week. But I'm sure she brought with her the unique parts of her culture that were God honoring. See, who we are, who, who we're born uh, with, forms who we, who we become. And God is wanting to bring out those God flavors and colors in our life. And he redeems culture. He redeems culture in order to add that flavour. Revelation 7 verse 9 tells us that he wants to see every tongue and every nation at the final gathering in heaven. See, when we, when we surrender our will to God and get hungry for his purposes and his presence, our lives reflect a new culture of grace and unity We need to leave behind what is not helpful. We we join the new culture, God culture, of grace and unity. In God, we can be united but different. I just want to read again verse 16. Ruth said, don't urge me to leave you or turn back. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. Maybe we need to find a place where we're going to be till we die. A place in God, perhaps, but maybe a physical place. To serve there, to be, to be counted in, to be all in. You see, the Hebrew word for love is virtually the same word as the word for loyalty. In Ruth, we see this beautiful blend of love and loyalty costing her all she had previously known. Her love and loyalty to Naomi, despite her bitterness, despite this woman's hardship, despite not seeing her in a joyful state, sowed seeds of hope and purpose. That encourages me because I think sometimes I'm not really displaying that hope and joy in my life to those around me. But, you know, the spirit in us attracts other people. Amen. And she was attracted to this purpose, but she didn't even know what it was yet. And it would alter all of history. And as a result, God's will was done. And the verse on your bulletin is like a little teaser alert, a spoiler alert, or whatever it's called, to the dramatic outcome we'll look to next week. (laughs) Matthew 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. She sought intimacy before she sought the end result. She knew that the way to her purpose was to love Naomi to serve Naomi, to be loyal to Naomi. Sometimes we make it so complicated, eh? But sometimes God's just saying, just do that. Love that person. Serve that person. What could that look like this week in our lives? Grab a devotional. Grab a Bible. Just wait on God. Spend time with him. Allow God to speak through those things. Give every major decision to him and just talk to him like a friend. Maybe you need to get back some discipline in your life. I do, after a month away. We let it slip. We need to get back into that routine of intimate time with God. Ask for his help with relationships. Ask for his help with your family, with your work, with whatever issues you're going through. So to wrap up, let's dig deeper and get hungry or more hungry (laughs) for his word. Not saying you're not hungry, just saying get more hungry. No matter what choices you're facing or what situation it is this week, just hunger for God will change you and change me. C.S. Lewis said, prayer doesn't always change the situation, but it changes me. Let's cling to him, and by faith grow in the favour of God. And remember always that God's favour and blessings are so we can bless others. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Father, I thank you for this beautiful story in the book of Ruth. We thank you for the person she was in you. We thank you that your Holy Spirit was in Naomi and Ruth. And you finally brought joy to Naomi. And you do that, Lord. You bring good out of bad. You turn things around. You just stir our hearts and make us want more of you when we give you all the glory and all honour. So, Lord, we want to pray that we'll do that, give you the first portion of the day, give you the first portion of our income, give you the first of things, the best of things, not the dregs. Lord, we'll carve out time and hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.